Ramadis, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's, and I'm excited about today's show because it's gonna rock. All sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shy Hearts, welcome to episode 60 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today we're gonna do some quick hits, we're gonna cover Chicago Med Season 3, Episode 17, along with Chicago Fire Season 6, Episode 20. As always, I'm Gina. I'm joined by Brianna. Hello, everybody. And we are about, like, a week and a half, two weeks out from the finales now, which is just crazy. I know. So crazy. So the shows are ramping up and doing some crazy stuff, and yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a really wild ride in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So... Yeah, everybody hang on tight. And as you've probably seen, we, and if you haven't seen yet, you should probably go scroll our Twitter. We have announced our season finale coverage. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we've got a really great lineup of guests, and we're really excited to have some really, I think, we're going to have some really good conversations that I think are going to add a lot to how you think about the storylines that have happened this season and just, you know, things will be really good. Yeah, Brenda, will you talk a little about who's coming on in the next couple weeks? Yeah, so like you said, if you haven't seen our Twitter, you can probably go check it out. But we're having, um, so we're having Patrick Pfluger, who plays, if you don't know, Rizik on Chicago PD. We're having Roland Buck III, who plays Noah Sexton on Chicago Med. We're having returning guest. I think the first time we've ever had a returning guest. Um, he is a returning guest. He's the yeah. first ever returning guest for me to set Molly's. Um, Jeff Dreyer is coming back to talk all things Chicago Med season three. So not just about, you know, a specific episode, but all things season three. So, yeah. And then the one, the only, Derek Haas is coming on to talk about all things Chicago Fire season six. So we're really excited. Oh my god, we're so excited. Just all all of friends them. of the pod. Yeah, all friends of the pod. All really ha- really excited to have all of them. I guess the Roland is a returning guest too. But it's it's, it's going to be a very different kind of conversation because the last time we talked to Roland was at Con and so it was a very quick conversation and so this time will actually be, you know, just us, not 10 million things happening around us at once, you know, actually be able to sit down and talk to him about storyline specifics and you know he had a movie that came out on Friday the 27th um so we're gonna talk to him about that and just you know be able to really actually dive deep with Roland so Roland is a returning guest but it's a very different kind of thing so but we're so excited for all four of our guests we're really we're really excited so if you have questions um make sure you send them to us you can email them or email them to us or dm them to us or you know us personally you can text them to us whatever you want (laughs) Um, yeah so make sure you send them because like I said especially with Derek and Jeff we're going to be able to talk about all things season six for fire and season three for med so if you have storyline specific and episode specific question if it's something about the premiere episodes for those seasons like we can go back as far as we want so yes yes so we're so excited. We're really we excited. So, so excited. Yeah. Derek is excited because he's coming on before the finale. So he's excited for us to ask questions and for him to steer us in alternate directions. Yeah. The troll master that he is. Yeah. But we're so excited to have him on. We're like, okay. <laughs> so it's going to be We've a We've been working fun. on some of these for a while. So we're really excited that they're finally 
coming out. And we don't have, like, we're still really not sure about the days we're going to release them. So you might just wake up on a random Thursday and have a new episode coming out. Um, so we're not really, we're not announcing days. But, yeah, just over the next couple of weeks, just be prepared. Yep. So exciting. So, as always, we like to jump in with the news. And I know that that's news in and of <laughs> itself. But we have other news as well. So, Again, we're really getting close to season finale time. So we're getting into that that territory now when like the episode descriptions and the promo pictures and everything for these finales are starting to drop. And I think we've already talked about Fire and PD's finales. However, we finally got a description for the Med season finale. Now, remember, Med is airing one week after the PD and Fire finales. This airs on May 15th on a Tuesday. So we have the description from that. I want to say it's from like TV time, which is actually an app, but just says Dr. Rhodes second guesses removing himself from the team working to separate conjoined twins because apparently that is still a thing. Yeah, I didn't realize when that storyline was introduced that that was like an arc and not just like a plot for that episode. Like I didn't realize it was like an end of season arc. Yeah, like, oh, that's still going on. Okay. Yeah, that was my first reaction. You text, I was like, wait, the twins are still a thing? Like, And, like, why was he considering removing himself in the first place? This is Connor, Mr. Like, I think I'm God. He he didn't make the choice to remove himself. He got told that he couldn't be on the team. Right, and then... Like, how can he second-guess something he didn't have a choice? Like, he didn't make that choice. No, but then at the end of the, the episode after that, Latham was like, now I don't know who I want on my surgery. Yeah, but either either way, that's not something he can second guess because that's not his choice. I don't know how Connor Rhodes' mind ticks, and I probably never want to know. Yeah, probably not. But like, I now I'm just reading the wording, and I'm like, wait a second, you can't second guess something that isn't your choice. True. Like, okay. Unless you're Connor. Unless you're. In Connor which case, Rhodes. you can just mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. That's funny. Elsewhere, Dr. Choi and April make a startling discovery about his sister. Okay. Okay. And Dr. Charles uncovers troubling information concerning Dr. Reese's father. That last sentence could be any episode from this season. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know. Like, I think it's funny. He's like, my reaction when you first sent this in the group text was like about the twins and your first. So my reaction was like, wait, the twins are still a thing. And you were like, wait a second. Dr. Reese's father is still a thing. Like, he's still alive. (laughs) So like, yeah, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, is it going to, is it something that's going to be hindering his health? Or is it something that's like more personal and like would hinder his relationship that, I mean, it's already obviously very estranged, but his relationship with Sarah Like, I don't understand, like, I don't know, it could be, you know, so many things. Okay, but what could be more troubling than being in heart failure and being diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder? Which is why I think it honestly might could be like a more personal life thing. He's a dying psychopath. I mean, that's pretty, what could be worse than that? Because it doesn't say uncovers troubling information concerning his, her father, like, and regarding his health, it just says concerning her father. So, like, what if it's something, like, I don't know enough of, I don't remember enough about what ha- like, the specifics of Sarah's father. It's, like, personal life between, you know, before he showed up. But, like, is he married? He wasn't. What Or he was, was he? Like, what if he has, like, an ex-wife or, like, an extra kid or, like, I mean, you know, like, something crazy in the personal life that, like, I don't know. 
want to say he remarried, but I could be totally wrong on that. I don't know. I just feel like it's probably going to be something more personal. Because, like, aren't they going to fix the heart before then? Like, isn't that, like, next this week's episode or something? Like, No, it was the, it was the episode we're getting ready to talk about. I, yeah, I... Yeah. Bryna just saw Infinity War. I'm... St- I, yeah, I... She's in her feels. I'm just... going to be in my feels for, like, ever about yeah, Infinity she, War. In and I, but, yeah, just, I just you know. saw it six hours ago, and I'm just, like, still... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Infinity War, man. If anyone wants to talk about <laughs> Infinity War, hit me up because Gina hasn't seen it and isn't really a Marvel nerd. So, like, she can't talk about it with me. No, sorry. I'm more of a DC person, sorry. which I probably shouldn't have said because now, like, half of our listeners are like, oh, how dare she? <laughs> but-, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like all over the place. But I'm going to, I'm here. I have some, especially about fire. I have some, I'm ready. <laughs> ready so elsewhere we have some lighthearted news the loft used as kelly severide's crib in chicago fire is now for sale not only is it for sale it's for sale for a cool 1.8 million dollars not surprised um how much do lieutenants in the cfd make <laughs> Okay, but I was actually, yes, but I was actually also reading, and I don't know if this was pre when they used it, because it's the fire, it's the loft that he um, shared with Shay, like the one with the spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a while since they've used it, but I was reading the article, and I guess it was this one. I Yeah, because we only shared the one article, but I was reading it, and it was talking about how whoever lived there – they bought the condo, I guess it's a condo or whatever, um, and so they bought the condo above it and, like, I guess knocked out the floor or whatever and, like, almost doubled it. Um, wow. So, like, it makes sense that it's also $1.8 million, but also, like, city living. And I think it's on the West Loop, so, like, hello. Like, yeah, yeah, nice like area to live. Um, yeah, so, like, it didn't surprise me that it's $1.8 million, but, yeah, they definitely did some work to it to make it, like, the super fancy nice loft. For sure, for sure. And I, I mean, even split three ways, I'm like, uh, would that be affordable? I don't need, like, I don't know. No, Just but. they need to do, like, a one Chicago Cribs. Because I need to know how much Haley's apartment is worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, I've talked about how Dossie can't afford to live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although it looks like Dossie is, like, part of, like, an apartment building or something. Yes. I could see that being, I could see Dossie's place being a little bit more affordable. It's definitely the most affordable, but, like, they can't live there. (laughs) Yeah. Even Severide's place now, I'm like, hang on. Like. You cannot. He cannot live there. I know. And now that Stella's moved out and he's the only one paying for it. No, no, no. Yeah. We just need, like, one Chicago Cribs. I wonder if we could find that. Well, I mean, if they were actual addresses, right. we totally could because, like, the One Tree Hill houses. Oh, I've totally zillowed that shit. Hi, I'm a nerd. Right. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. But, They're not actual houses, for, like, except for this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so if they weren't, you know, places of residence recreated on sound stages. True. Yeah. Haley's, though, man. I know. I know. That place was gigantic. Is that a house? Probably. But still. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably another, like, $2 million condo. Jesus. I know. Yeah. I know. You know why they're so, like, ridiculously sized, though? It's probably to fit the cameras in and everything. 
Yeah, okay, so side note, but semi-related, because we were talking about Roland and his new movie. The Did you see um, what they were talking about? Did you watch the Build series that Roland was on that was, like, talking about his film? You know, I tweeted it out. I only had time to catch, like, the first couple minutes. So I watched it, and it was really interesting. Cause, so the house that, like, it's a very tiny – I mean, it's a Long Island house, but, like, it's a real house and, like, a real place that they scouted – but so they were talking about or the writer and director whose name is escaping me right now. But he was talking about in that interview how they like scouted places and they weren't really sure if they wanted to just, you know, shoot exteriors at the house and then like recreate the interiors on a soundstage. But because it was such this like authentic family movie, like they really and, you know, it's a very you've seen it like, you know, there's 10 million family members from both sides of the families that like end up in this house they wanted to like emulate that like cramped feeling and so they went and just shot everything at that house mm-hmm. all the interior stuff was done in that tiny like in that living room like all that with the camera equipment and everything was done in that tiny like living room like with all those family members you know and whatever so I just thought it's interesting that like that was just a recent example because it's Roland's movie that I was thinking of so but yeah that's awesome yeah and yeah, I love that I they filmed in that house so yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, if you haven't checked out Roland's movie yet, get on it. Cause and we're not just saying that because it's Roland's movie. Like, it's actually it's actually really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It's really cute. So, yeah. So, also, um, we have promo photos for both 521 and 522 of Chicago PD. These are the – so, the 521 is the episode airing this week called Allegiance. 522 is the season finale. Um Wow, there's yeah. a lot of shit happening. Yeah, there's and these pictures, they don't look good. They don't look good at all. So in the promo photos for 521, I do notice that Ruzik and Atwater are twinning. Which that was is the best tweet that I saw. Like, I love that you tweeted that. Um, I, was, I like woke up that next morning and I was like, damn, I was like, this like really gained traction. I don't know what happened. And then I looked and like fire retweeted it or something or PD retweeted it. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. I don't know. Like 99% of the time I'm just like, this sounds ridiculous. Let's tweet it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but also there's one for the season finale where Antonio and Ruzik look like they're having some sort of like heated discussion. Oh, shit. I know, I know, and I'm wondering, like, what that's all about. Because, guys, I mean, we can, I mean, it's pretty obvious from the promo photos what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, also, if you read episode descriptions, and we've talked about all the episode descriptions from PD, so, like, yeah. No, Olinsky's in prison, okay? Like, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's point blank from the promo photos. Yes, it's also point blank from the episode descriptions. Yes, that as well. So there is some heavy-duty shit going on. But yeah, uh, we'll post the link to those promo photos so you guys can speculate along with us because speculating is our favorite thing in the world to do. Yes. Let's see. So elsewhere we have TV Line did a separate bit from the scorecard. The scorecard that I have not even looked at, even though it started like last week. The last time I looked at it, nothing was really filled out, but... No, I think, because I think, like, the range, like, the date range just started. Yeah, I know. Because I I was checking to see about Jane the Virgin fitting in there, and it doesn't, so... I feel the same way about the scorecard that you do. You're just like, like, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. It's the worst. 
So, yeah, they did an article with, like, May Sweep's preview and, or previews and finale spoilers, and there is one for Med, PD, and Fire. Yeah, just I just... kind of mentioning what's coming. I just pulled it up so I can go through them real quick. Um, so, for Fire's first, so, in terms of the season finale, because they split it up with, like, pre-finale, like, what's kind of happening right now, and then, like, season finale. Um, so, in terms of season finale... Um, it says, unlike last season's fiery Who Lives and Who Dies cliffhanger, this year's two-hour closer is more about emotional haymakers coming at you one after the other, Haas describes, talking about Derek. Um, for starters, da- in quotes, Dawson realizes she wants to try again. She wants to try again for having a child, so she and Casey contemplate their future and the future of their family. And then it says, on a different romance front, Renee causes complications for Severide and Stella, who's, in quotes, definitely looking at Renee with suspicion. And then it says the competition between Bowden and Chief Grissom for the position of fire commissioner also plays a big part in the finale. Crazy. So that's fire. So then on med... So for season finale, it says, um, let's see. Okay. We set up this separation surgery on these conjoined twins, and that's a lot of the last episode. Um, Schneider talking about executive producer Andrew Schneider um, previews, but that's not all that's in store. There's, in quotes, a big surprise with Will and Natalie, as well as a cliffhanger in regards to April and Ethan's romance. Then plus it says the storyline between Dr. Charles, Sarah, and her father comes to a climax while Goodwin struggles with the board about finances at the hospital. Okay, this Manstead surprise twist or whatever, we talked about this earlier this week. Um, yeah, we talked about this privately, not on the podcast. Yeah, so I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Not on the podcast. No, we talked about it privately, but... I mean, I hate that I hear this, like, surprise twist and all I think is, like, well, it's got to be, like, an engagement or a pregnancy. But, like, and then I went on a whole rant about how I hate, hate, hate how TV shows use pregnancy in terms of storytelling. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's not good. No, right, exactly. Nine times out of ten, it's not good at all. So, I'm, what are you thinking this surprise twist might be? It's gotta be that, though, right? Like, oh, oh, Brenda, Brenda, what about this one? <laughs> Ready? Um, a lesson I've learned from watching TV all these years is that no dead character is ever truly dead. What if Jeff is alive? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Holy fucking shit! I can't tell by your face right now that you guys can't see. I can't tell by your face if you're just like Gina. That's ridiculous, or if you're like Gina. Holy shit, that's plausible. I, I'm, like, kind of halfway in between. Like, <laughs> part of me is, like, well, is anyone ever really dead? Like... Not on TV. Right? Like, nobody's ever actually really dead. But then part of me is, like, this is med. Like, I feel like they're, you know, they're not that crazy. Like, this is actually set in somewhat of a reality, like, our current reality. Like, they're not that crazy. I'm going to just remind you, they operated on a panda last year. <laughs> yeah that's true but i feel like that's a little too far even for med i you know what at this point though i would take that over a proposal or a pregnancy okay but then part of me is like okay well like so when you think about like and actually like not 
beyond the like someone coming back from the dead. So like when you think about where they are now, okay, they're broken up. So a surprise can't be that they're going to get back together. Like that's not happening. That's not That's surprise. not a surprise. That's expected. But then you think okay, then you think about the other first thing that comes into my mind is like, well, they already did Natalie and Jay, so like <laughs> take that off the table. And then you're left I mean, you're left with like a proposal or a pregnancy or I don't think someone's getting injured because that doesn't really have to do with the romance part. Like someone's not getting injured that like makes someone get like realize their feelings. Mm, yeah, no, they've both been patients at one point this season. I right, mean, but for, that's like, not like I mean I don't think things. like the way this is read as like a surprise twist with the romance. Like that doesn't seem like that's the case. And especially since they're talking about a lot of the finale dealing with the twins surgery like I don't see someone getting injured and like because that seems like that would be a pretty big part of the episode plus they did that last year with the cliffhanger with Dr. Charles right so I don't think that's the case so like what else could it be I don't know but dear god what if Natalie is pregnant (sighs) then I'm going to silently scream oh my god because it never works out. It never, ever works out. And plus, if Manstead has a surprise pregnancy here when they're, like, casually dating and actually kind of hating each other at the same time, and yet Dossie was, like, engaged and she had that horrible, horrible miscarriage, oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of thoughts. Lots of feelings. All of the feels. Yeah. I don't know. But I will say this, and I'm going to go on the record saying this. If it is not either one of either the pregnancy or a proposal, whatever it is, I will say this, that that was a really good surprise because I have I can't think of anything else. Yes, I will second that. Because if it's, like I said, if it's not one of those, it's if it's not something we just discussed, I will, like, I can't, yeah. Kudos to the writers. That would have been a well-done surprise. Could you imagine a Manstead baby? Oh, Lord. Oh, poor okay, but Will Gina, would have Gina, Gina, no Gina, say Gina, in Gina, that child. Gina, 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 Imagine this. Imagine Uncle Jay. Oh, I'd be so here for that. <laughs> See, that just made it ten times better. It did, it did. But Will would literally have, like, no say in that child. Like, he'd be holding the child and Natalie would be like, you're holding him wrong. Like, yeah. She'd be like, sorry, Will, but I need to do what's best for my baby. It would just not be pretty. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the last one for PD is um, it says there are some pretty big power, pretty powerful and big events that take place. Um, Rick I teases the EP also promises that the triangle between Voight, Woods and Alinsky is quote unquote resolved in the quote unquote very intense and emotional episode. But not without some disputes. Um, Ruzik has a very distinct point of view about the way certain things should go. And he gets into some conflicts with another member of the team over a complicated issue. That explains that promo photo. Yes, it does. Um, also, okay. Hypothetically, just imagine this. Season finale, it's the very end. Cut to credits, that's it. Is Denny Woods dead or alive? Are we going with what I think happens or what I want to happen? Both. Tell me both. What I think happens? I think he's injured. I don't think he's dead. Okay. I mean, I wish he would die. A little harsh, Gretch. <laughs> I mean, but like, 
What do you think happened? I don't know. I just, for me, I don't see how this resolves. Like, this can't, I don't see how this resolves. Like, Boyd isn't just going to yell at him and then, like, move on. Like, how does Denny, like, and if Denny's not going to be part of season six, Mm -hmm. like, how does that arc wrap up without him being injured or close to death or dead? Right. Like, I just don't see it. And with Voight's history, Mm -hmm. I don't know. We just, we have yet to find any dirt on Denny. Nobody, there's no dirt on him, which like, there's dirt on like every cop in that city. I think the thing is, though, is he's so good about finding dirt on everyone else that he knows how to hide it. Yeah. He knows how to hide his own shit so that I, you know, everyone else, whatever, nobody else can find it. Right. Yeah. It just. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm like speechless with PD. I'm just like, what the hell? Where is this going? I just don't see it going away easy. And I don't see it going away without some sort of fight, which is why I'm inclined. I don't think maybe I don't think he's dead, but I think he definitely like I could see a scene of like him being beaten to a pulp and like injured. And then, like, not really sure if he's dead or alive. Also, how ballsy of Hank would that be, though, if, like, obviously Denny's coming after Hank for the murder of Kevin Bingham, so Hank's way of getting out of it is by murdering Woods, too. Right. Like, I just feel like Voight has kind of realized that, like, obviously Voight's not going to go crazy and, like, only play by the rules. But I think this is really a wake-up call for him and that, you know, he realizes that, like, oh, shit, I can't just do things. Like, I can't just go freelance every now and then because like it can come around and bite me in the ass yeah so like you know mm-hmm. i really can't go murder this person right, and right. murder someone high up and like denny yeah like you can't do that no like no, also who the fuck who the fuck is he gonna have like okay if denny was dead and Voight did murder him who the fuck deals with the body Voight? Like, he has no one else to deal with the body now. Oh, my God, Bryna, you went there. Um, He has no one else to deal with the body. He has nobody. I mean, well, well, no, he has nobody. Because, like, he's not going to, he, as much as he loves and, you know, cares for everyone in the unit, he doesn't trust, like, he doesn't trust Ruzik enough to go do that shit. That's a fair question. Okay, so who, within the unit, aside from Olinsky, who would he trust to bury a body? Ruzik. And, like, that's it, right? Yeah. Okay, I think he trusts... I think he trusts Jay and Antonio more than he trusts Ruzik. Especially after everything that happened through this season. And, you know, Ruzik's kind of a little bit on Voight's bad side. But he knows that Voight... Or he knows that Antonio and Jay would never do it. Like, oh, no, just no. because they're such like I think he trusts them more like in general situations in like everyday life mm-hmm. more than Ruzik but he knows that they would never do that so if you're talking about people who would actually do it that he trusts would be Ruzik Antonio would go full Manning oh yeah and I think that's what's gonna happen I mean based on the promo photos and you know what I just read like I think that's why Ruzik and Antonio get in a fight is because Ruzik's you know especially with everything Ruzik's gone through with his relationship with Voight and Antonio, or not Antonio, Voight and Alinsky this season, um, 
you know, Ruzik's a little bit more sympathetic and, you know, has actually been in the know the whole time about what's going on. And Antonio is such a stickler for the rules. He's, like, going to be like, well, fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Wild times. This is crazy. Wild times. I I feel like us after the finale, the PD finale, is going to be just, like, it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. 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 I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of yelling. I probably should go buy a bottle of wine. Like, Yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that, that that's what TV Line had to say about the finales. Um, also, just a little, little bit of news here. So, um, the candid photos from the Chicago Heroes event that were taken in March, they are now up on the website. So, if you were there that weekend, go check them out. It's OCEproductions.com and then click gallery. You can't um, – okay, be aware, though. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos. So, if you were there all weekend like we were – you can't just you can't go through them in like two seconds. Oh no! no like no, no, it no. takes a while to go through them, which is great, and I love that there's so many good photos, and there all those photos are incredible. Yeah, and like there's some really good ones, like all the cast photos that they took on the photo booths that like or you know that we nobody got to see, like they're all up there. So I think that's really cool too. But it takes forever to go through them, so just beware. Yeah. Oh, that weekend was so much fun. I was like after going through this, I like. Started going back and watching the videos again. I was just like, oh, my God, I want to go back. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for 2019. If you're contemplating whether or not to come next year, you should definitely come along. Yeah. Come hang out with us. And if you make buddies with us, you might even be able to record with us one of the nights. Ask the twins. <laughs> yeah. Keisha and Kels. I miss them. Oh, they were they were wonderful. I know. I miss them, too. They were so much fun. Oh, my God. That was such a – oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So – all right, so that's all of our news. As always, if you see anything, send it our way. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, any way that you can send it to us. As Brina said, if you know us personally, text it to us. Um, Which isn't that many people, but still, you know. Yeah, true, true. I'm probably going to get a text from Charlie sometime this week, and he's going to be like, here's this article I found about the city of Chicago. I'm like, Charlie, not but relevant. But I thought he stopped listening. No, he's listening again. He uh, messaged me last week when we were, oh, you know what he messaged me about when we were talking about places Dossie has had sex inside their apartment? Oh my yeah. God. I yeah. love that so much. He was like, oh, sex talk on Mita Somalis. I was like, oh my God, Charlie's listening again. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, Charlie. Yeah, it's so funny. Hi, babe. Anyway, so <laughs> without further ado, I think we can jump into the episodes now. And I again, these were quick hits from... Chicago Med and Chicago Fire that aired this past week. So 317 and 620. And guys, our finale coverage was the reason that we were so delayed on these episodes because we've been trying to, I mean, trying to coordinate the four people that we've got coming on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fun, but it's also like you have to be available at a moment's notice. So yeah. totally worth it, though. Oh, my God. We're so excited. Anyway, so Chicago Med. All right. So. Should we start with Papa Rhodes? Yeah. Let's start with that because I want to save me instead for last. Okay. Papa Rhodes is a creeper. Oh, my God. It's just... Ugh. Yeah. He's gross. That's, like, all we need to know. That scene when they were, like, sitting there and he was, like, touching her hand, I was like, ew, gross. Get off of her, please. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I will say, I guess the good thing is that, like, she never actually slept with him. 
But, like, he's been sending her flowers and, like, socializing with him, which is, like, gross enough. I would like to think there's some sort of, like, internal girl code rule or something against, like, if you're dating a guy and then his father starts hitting on you. Like, that's got to be, like, a giant no-no. But was she... Okay. Were she and, was she and Connor at, were she and Connor actually a thing? I can't speak tonight. Were she I don't think so. They hooked up once. I wouldn't right. call them a thing. Which is why I don't think there's a rule there. Still gross, but like there's no rule there. Still gross. He's just such a creeper. Yeah, he is. He is. The flowers were like whatever, but then when he was like totally hitting on her, I was just like not here for that at all. See, I thought the flowers was like even almost kind of more creepy because it shows that like it's not just like whenever I'm in your presence I'm gonna hit on you it's like a I'm thinking about you and I'm gonna send you flowers and try to woo you and blah 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 like I'm surprised that Connor got jealous and wasn't like dad leave her alone yeah I mean he did kind of get jealous like we're gonna talk about it in a minute like at the end but like I also don't think that's like I think that would have been Connor if this was someone, whether he was currently in a relationship with them or had actually been in a relationship with them, I think he would have said something. But, like, he and Ava have been so back and forth and he doesn't really know where he stands with her that, like, I don't think – I think he would have probably thought he would have just gotten yelled at if he had done something. True. And he probably would have. I just – I don't know. I'm hot and cold on these two. Like, one week I want to strangle uh, Ava. I almost called her Eva, like she's Antonio's daughter. Um, Like, some weeks – yeah, some weeks I want to strangle her. Other weeks I'm like, well, they're not bad. And then other weeks I'm like, Connor, you're a dick. And then just, like, other weeks I'm just like, I – yeah, I'm totally hot and cold on them. And this week I was just like, I'm so over you two. Do something. Yeah, I – I don't – I don't know. They're just, like you said, they're so back and forth. Like, I haven't, like, I don't hate Ava. Like, I don't hate Ava at all anymore. Like, I actually kind of like her in a lot of instances. But, like, I'm just not here for this as, like, a romantic thing. Like, ever. No, I'm so not here for it at all. Which is why, okay, going into our, like, kind of next point um, about Med, the whole thing at the end where Connor has, like, where Ava tells him that, like, you know, like, it wasn't really anything serious, you know, like, I didn't sleep with him, whatever. And then Connor has this whole, like, I wish you weren't dating anyone, like, I wish you were single, whatever the fuck he says. But, like, something along those lines. Um, it pisses me off. Yeah, when I kind of rolled my eyes when he said that. He's like, I just don't want you to date anybody else. I was like, yawn. Anyway, like, whatever. Make up your mind, Connor. Like, you missed the boat a few episodes back. Like, if you really wanted to pursue that you had the chance you fucking screwed it up yeah whose idea was the break in the first place was it ava's no it was his exactly make up your mind dude like because the first time like you know because she was like well if you want to like do something later and he was like i don't really know what i'm doing and then she was like okay and then by the end of that episode he's like well if you want to hang out tonight and she's like well sorry and then they've just been hot and cold ever since exactly exactly dude if you had wanted her to be single she's been single and she's still technically a single but like she was really single when she slept with you like five weeks ago Mm -hmm. yeah dude yeah can we also talk about the heart that came in and connor was like i can fix it and ava was like uh you're out of your mind 
His his god complex is getting really old. Yeah. It's just become like, more noticeable. It has. It, he's getting cocky is what's happening. He's yeah. getting really cocky. I need somebody to, like, you know, I need something to happen to, like, put him in check. Remind him that he is a mere mortal and he is a human and, like, you know. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Like, there are some episodes where I'm just like, holy crap, Connor's ego is so big that I can barely see what else is happening in this scene. Like, that's, I, I don't know. That's why, that's why I have some weeks where I'm just like, I am so bored with this Connor and Ava stuff. I'm, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, just Over pick it. a direction. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm not a fan of the upper floors of the hospital. I'll put it that way. How's that? No, same. Not a fan. Latham's cool, but the rest well, of the upper floors I'm not cool with. I think that kind of makes the point, too, is, like, I mean, and we've been talking about it. I mean, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago um, when, like, Latham isn't there to kind of, like, keep things somewhat in check. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are the episodes where I hate it the most. Yes, yes, exactly. Because there is no third person to moderate them. Right, there's no person to get between them and be like, would you cut the shit, please? Right. Like, when they're yeah. freelancing by themselves, like... Yeah. Yeah. So bad. So, so bad. Um, we had the Sarah and her father stuff going on. That kind of ties into Connor, because Connor, Connor was like, I'm going to fix your heart. Like, or the, the dead guy. He was like, I'm going to fix this heart. Um, and then he did the transplant, and everything worked out, which is exactly what I was not expecting. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Exactly. I also I, just, like, I'm so over Sarah's father. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed, and we talked about this, like, the Sarah stuff that was happening, you know, and she was kind of afraid to, like, go into the hospital and, like, she bought a knife and, like, all of that stuff. I was really into the Sarah stuff that time, and I haven't, like, I'm not the biggest, like, Sarah's kind of always been indifferent to me as a character. Like, I sometimes like her stuff. I sometimes don't. But, like, I don't hate her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was really into the Sarah stuff early on. But her father's storyline, I think it's almost dragged on too long. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a three or four episode thing. And, like, that was it. But now I think we're in, like, episode six or something. And, like, we know he's going to be in the finale. And it's just dragged on a little too long for me that I'm, like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really care. I definitely thought he was going to die. Yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that Sarah kind of summed up what we were all thinking. Because the last scene of that episode, she looked at Dr. Charles and she was like, now what? Yeah. So, I don't know. All I know is that now, the uh, my prediction for the May Sweep scorecard was dead wrong. Because I was thinking, like, you know, who from the Chicago shows is going to fill the death spot. And I thought he would be one of them. And he is not. Right. Um, yeah. It's just... I think the thing about for me, and I think this really is seen with Sarah and Dr. Charles, is that, you know, just I feel like a lot of times, like so many characters are wasting like so much time and energy on a person who like they and honestly kind of the show are a little bit better off without. And so like it's just it's so obvious with Sarah's dad. Like I'm so over Sarah's dad. Yeah. Yeah, because now that we know he has antisocial personality disorder, it's like his every move is just like off-putting. Right, and he's just so cruel, and I mean, just and, like everything he says is so offensive. It's just like stop. Exactly. Like just stop. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So, 
We also had April and Ethan and his sister. Yes. Um, and Noah is in there too a little bit. I mean, I guess yeah, Noah's would... in there as well, as well. Um, with April and or no, um, Ethan checks on the homeless encampment on his days off. Of course he does. Of course he does. Like, God, jeez, if Troy wasn't already perfect. I know, I know. Uh, Emily, Emily's her name, right? The sister. Mm-hmm. Sorry, brain fart. Uh, I can't believe she just showed up at the homeless encampment and was like, "Oopsies, my bad. Sorry." Yeah, who thinks to show up at the homeless? Like, oh my god. Yeah, that would have been a. I don't know. I I feel like in that kind of situation where there's like medical professionals involved, I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm definitely not gonna like get involved. Yeah. I mean, I think, though, I think the fact, like, we know she's going to cause trouble, though. Like, more so than she did this week. Yeah, she'll probably be the reason for the Chexton sex toy cliffhanger in the finale. Oh, for sure. Especially whatever they find out about her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we had, yeah, Noah was in there as well, because Noah's patient had the fentanyl on his clothes. Yeah, and then he dies. I didn't realize that fentanyl was that dangerous nope like so much being in the room being in the same room as it is like dangerous i didn't even know that yeah fentanyl exposure yeah i didn't realize it either that's crazy but i think i think to me i think we've gotten and i'm not just saying this because roland's coming on our podcast this week (laughs) but he's had some really strong episodes and i think every time he has a really strong episode like something like this week or especially last week it just kind of reminds me that like wait roland's not actually oh like series regular like he's still just kind of like a guest star like recurring role and i'm like wait what no I know. like how is he not i love seeing his confidence grow every episode and i say that all the time but it's true like this episode when that woman was like well if you need to run the tests again he was like i don't but yeah thanks yeah so like I'm, I'm just like wait what like yeah i'm just like i'm always like wait oh yeah roland's not actually a series regular like, we need to crap. fix that yeah Season four? Come on now. Yeah, season four. Let's fix that. Um, I thought the moment at the end was really sweet, though, when he was like, well, when mom and dad get older, we're going to do this together. Oh, yeah. I love that moment. Sexton siblings being adorable. Siblings goals. I know. I never really considered them adorable, but as the weeks have gone on, I'm like, oh, you Sexton siblings. Yeah. Well, because I think so much of it in the beginning was like, April almost resenting Noah because, you know, she helped him get through med school when really that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. And so, so much of it in the beginning was just, like, not animosity, but just, like, constant resentment. And obviously, she, it's still there, but, like, as we get to know Noah better and, you know, we actually see Noah coming into his own as a doctor and not mm-hmm. just someone who was almost kind of forced into med school because, you know, that was a decision that was made for him. I think – you got to see a bit better the Sexton siblings be better friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened in that episode because we're going to dive headfirst into Manstead. So we want to make sure that before we get on our high horses that, you know, everything is under control. I mean, I think that's everything in terms of major storylines. I mean, there is like a little bit of like Goodwin in there, but like the Goodwin stuff really deals with like, Natalie and Will and like yeah. the patient and stuff so like I don't it's not like really something you have to talk about all right let's do this with Manstead oh my god oh, okay so 
Bryna, you go first. <laughs> I mean, the first thing we texted about was like, holy shit, it's about time somebody like showed Natalie, like told Natalie off. Mm-hmm. And I'm so yeah. glad it was Will. Now, there was a lot of talk on Twitter when this happened. People were pissed because they were like, Will just, Will just yelled at her and pointed out all of her insecurities. But I see where he's coming from. I see where he's coming from. Maybe time and place could have been better. Like, in terms of that sense, like, if you're going to yell at her about something, like, maybe not do it in the middle of a shift when she has to go back and work and deal with those things and, like, think about that as she's trying to, you know, help save a life. Like, I get the time and place could have been better, but, like, somebody needs to tell her. Yeah, and his frustration was finally bubbling over. He's really had no say in this relationship since they broke up in that parking lot. Right. Well, and Will is not one to be confrontational for the most part. So, like, when Will is confrontational, like, you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. When they went back into the doctor's lounge and he said, it must be nice to be so perfect all the time or it must be nice to always Always be right. Always being right, always being right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I totally see where he's coming from because literally every decision about their relationship in the past few weeks has been from her. And it's not, Will hasn't spoken up about it really, but I don't really see where he would feel like he could. Right. Well, and then it's like he tried to talk to her about it and she was just like, no, I need to like have a moment to myself before I talk to you. And then when Natalie's ready to talk, Nat, or Will went and made out with somebody, so. I don't. That's Granted, not- he was drunk. Will was drunk. Like, I get it. You know, he didn't intend to just be like oh I'm gonna make out with somebody tonight like you know whatever but like that's kind of what happened like Natalie was ready to talk and then Will was like well I had to tell you like I made out with somebody if they if they were just in a fight and he'd made out with somebody I'd be pissed if they had just had a fight and no breakup but she was like I love you but I need a break from us Right. I'm not saying Will was whether Will was right or wrong. I mean, we talked about it when last week when that happened, you know, about it's like the friends thing. like, were they on a break? Mm, You know, was it okay? But like, so I don't think that's it. I just think that's why, you know, in terms of like the sequence of events that happened, like it's part of it. And that's like why no one's actually had this actual conversation that they've needed to add. I guess I, I guess the making out part doesn't bother me that much but then I'm also trying to put myself in Natalie's shoes and I think I would be bothered if that happened I'd be bothered because I think I think I'd be bothered if I was definitely in Natalie's shoes just because from Natalie's perspective it's like okay well this guy didn't ever want to break up with me I mean I'm the one that said I wanted to break and you know I love you but I need to break and so this guy who you know wanted to fight for me and says he loves me and you know or didn't say he loves me but you know all those things, like, has wanted to be back together since I broke up with him, just went and made out with somebody else. And granted, he was drunk and whatever, but, like, he just still went and made out with somebody else. Like, that would kind of piss me off. So, like, I see where Natalie's coming. I see where it comes from Natalie's perspective, too. But, like, yeah. But that breakup, I mean, that was, like, the breakup version of, like, a go fuck yourself. That It was so harsh that he, she was like, mm, I love you, but fuck you. You know, that she was like, I love you, but I need a break. So I see where both of them are coming from. 
I think Will was right to be upset with her, though, because everything he suggested, she ignored with regard to their patient. Yes, 100% agree. He said like 15 times, he was like, that doctor is a quack. The doctor that the parents were going to with like the panda disorder or something. He said it a million times and Natalie was just completely ignoring him. Yeah. Yeah, Will is definitely not unfounded in his thoughts and feelings. No. So I was glad that he finally spoke his feelings. How did it end? Did she, I know she said that I'm not perfect, you know, every day I feel like I'm failing as a mother. I can't remember how it ended, though, after that. Um, I don't remember either, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, just, we get so blind rage during Manstead fights that sometimes things escape us. Literally anything Manstead, I, like, focus on, like, the big parts, and I'm like, wait a second, what happened after that? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, so, this surprise twist coming up, I, we've got three meds left? Yeah, 18, 19, 20, yeah, we have three meds left. I mean, anything can happen, but I'm still, I'm, okay, I'm the way you are with Ethan and April, how you're like, I'm still not shipping them, but this was a step in the right direction. I'm still standing by my belief that Will is so much better off without her right now, and that she is treating him terribly. I'm still standing by that. Will is better off without her at this moment. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I mean, it's hard because I, I think especially with me instead, it's hard because I didn't really ship them until this season. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not hard for me to be like, okay, well, like, I don't really know how I feel. Or like, I'm so indifferent because I didn't really care about them until this season. So like, I don't know. It's tough. I still definitely ship them more than I ship sex toys. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a passive shipper with them. I'm like, you go, Ethan and April. You do your thing. I'm just like, be happy, and that's great. Nope. But if something happens with them, I'm not going to be like, what the fuck was that? Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. But and see, I think and the Na- only reason I'm like that with Manset is not even because I so much ship them. It's just because I'm so frustrated with Natalie. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what the fuck was this? That's bullshit. Natalie, you're an idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, when you care so much about a ship that you're like, I just want both characters to be happy, where you care about both parts of the ship. I just want Will to be happy. Natalie, I'm like, whatever. But I care more about Will. I think I care. Yes, I definitely care more about Will. And honestly, I don't know. I, like, I'm being 100% honest. I really don't know if that's only tied to my feelings for Jay Halstead. <laughs> like, I really don't honest. know if I only care about Will more than Natalie because he is Jay's brother. And because we were introduced to Will first in the terms of the med universe. No, I care more because Will's a puppy dog. I mean, yeah, I get like, and I see that and I agree with that. But like, I don't know if that's really the reason why I care about like Will. I don't think what? it is. I really think part of it is tied to the fact that I am obsessed with Jay and Jay and Will are brothers. Yeah, but I'm I'm being honest about it. I really think that's part of the reason why I care. At least you're honest. At least you're honest. Got to keep it real, folks. Got to keep it real. (laughs) No, I I do care about Will. And I just really want to like talk Chicago with Nick because Nick and I both have nerd brain. 
I have yeah. nerve brain too, just maybe not the same kind of nerve brain you do. Sometimes the things that my brain comes up with, I'm just like, damn, self, you're insane. Yeah. But see, I'm like really into the like, like right now, like the nerd brain, like when we finish recording tonight, like I'm about to go nerd brain for like five hours about Infinity War. Like <laughs> the, I'm about to go read all the reviews, read all the theories, like do all the things. Do all the things. Yeah. That's funny. That's so funny. that's like how you would be with, um, that's how you'd be with Nick. That's about to be me with Infinity Who do you think Will Halstead's favorite Avenger would be? Oh, shit. Tony Stark, because he's a doctor. Yes. No. Tony Stark. He's a doctor, right? No. Not Tony Stark. I'm sorry. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's character. Uh, Bruce Banner. Yes. Yes. The Hulk. Yes. See, this is why we can't have nice things, is because Gina doesn't speak Marvel that fluently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say the Hulk. I mean, you could also say Tony Stark for the sarcasm. I can't really weigh in here. Yeah, I know. I know you can. I there's just so many. There's so many options, and I haven't really thought about it that enough. And I I would need like a good solid like couple of minutes to think about it. Connor's gotta love Tony Stark, right? Yeah. Who's the big shot Avenger? Tony Stark. Yeah, that's got to be Connor. Yeah. I could also see Will really liking um, Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, Peter Quill. Yeah. You don't even have even seen Guardians. But I know Chris Pratt's character is kind of a goofball. He is. Oh, my God. I'm not going to – you need – no. It's a spoiler for Infinity Wars. I'm not going to tell it to you. Or I'll tell okay, it to you which, later. Okay, which one Chicago character would be, like, the super adorable Groot of the bunch? Which one Chicago character? That's hard. Because no one's really that adorable all the time. I can think of one from the Supernatural fandom, but that's going to fall on deaf ears on this podcast. Yeah. I don't know. There's not really, like, there's not really a one Chicago character that I'm like, ooh, that's adorable. Like. Ruzi has his moments. Ruzi has his moments. Yeah. But I don't even, yeah. Just, uh, it doesn't cross over as well. Doesn't. It really doesn't. It was worth a shot, though. It was worth a shot. Yeah, get thinking about that and uh, report to us with your book report for our <laughs> next episode. <laughs> uh, I think I might need to see Infinity War like two or three times before I can do that. I can't wait until you go see it again and then you come back and you're like, thanks to you, I could not get the Chicago people out of my head. That's not going to be the case. <laughs> yeah, so I think that about covers it for Med, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this coming week's episode is supposed to be pretty heavy duty. This is the mass shooting episode, right? Yes, it is the shooting at the block party. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's about all we've got for Med. So yeah. I think now we should focus on Chicago Fire, shouldn't we? Yes, let's talk about fire. All right, where should we start? So, oh, <laughs> I know where. All of the calls in this episode were so weird. Yeah, they yeah. really were. You had the cement truck, and yeah. then you had the guy with the ear. Oh my god, and, the ear. Yeah. I couldn't even look at the teeth. That was disgusting. It was disgusting, and it was weird, and all of the calls this week were really odd. And if there was a third call, I don't remember it, but we're just going to deem it weird. I don't think it was. Th there was a third call. Just those two? I think so. Um, 
Can we talk about, though, when they – well, first of all, before we talk about what I want to talk about, did you see, speaking of the cement truck, did you see the, like, little drawing that Derek did that was like, this is how it goes from, like, idea to, like, production and – I didn't, and now I'm going to go creep Twitter to see if I can find it. Yeah, it's there. Because that call, I have felt so bad for the actress. It's a good, like, you can tell, like, I mean, I'll be honest. Before I saw the episode, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how can I, like, what am I supposed to take away from this? Having seen the episode, it's, like, it's a little bit of a drawing of, like, the truck being turned on the side and whatever. But now that I know what that scene actually looks like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But, like, just seeing the picture of the drawing, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Did he tweet it out? Oh, there it is. Okay, let's see here. I drew a picture on the script to help with tonight's episode. The production design team loves it when I help. Okay, so, oh, that's not bad. Right, but, like, before knowing that it was a cement truck and whatever, I looked at that and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's true. Like, I couldn't have told you that was a cement truck just from looking at the picture, but now that I know it's a cement truck, I'm like, that actually is pretty good. That is pretty good. That is. Yeah. I should not admit it, but I did get a laugh when they pulled up and the guy was like, he hit a woman. And they go to the woman and she's like entombed in this concrete. I laughed. I feel like I shouldn't have. And then I immediately texted you and I was like, that's ridiculous because there's no way the concrete would harden that fast. I don't think, though, I don't think it's the idea that it was hardened all the way. It just started hardening. Hardening. Is that a word? Hardening? It is. A, I, yeah, it's a word. Okay. It's a word. I just, I thought, I, every time I say, I'm like, hard, because like there's an NBA player called James Harden, and I'm like, hardening, hardening. Well, I'm like, what? Oh, he has the beard. Yes, he has the beard. Yes. I know something. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only reason I know that is because my best friend joined me for trivia once, and her husband named their team James Harden's Beard. That's funny. Cool story, bro, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah but anyway, felt... so that's the only, I mean, but so I don't think that thing was that it was supposed to be fully hardened. I just think it was supposed to be hardening and getting harder to pull her out. I felt so bad for that actress because, yeah, so they pulled her out. Obviously, it was probably like a dummy or something when she was like face down in the concrete. That's my guess. But then when they had to get the cement out of her mouth, I, I would have been like gagging on that no matter what it was. I would have been like, that's disgusting. Like, ew, yeah. gross. yeah really gross really gross um but yeah and then just like aside from the calls i mean so the first thing we have to talk about of course otis is magically all cleared and back ready to work after this episode like with this episode after cordova left because of course we called it last week yes like i saw that and i was like of course he is like it frustrates me but to their credit though i mean they dragged it out a good number of episodes it's not like he was you know Shot and then back on duty the next episode after a time jump. I know. I just think it's, like, it's so obvious that, like, of course Cordova leaves. And magically, as soon as, like, Cordova le- left and Otis, who gave him his blessing if, if Cordova wanted to say, But, like, Cordova leaves and, like, Otis is now, like, all ready to be back. And they don't have to deal with the dilemma of, okay, do we actually, can we actually have an extra person on truck? Or, like, do we have to pick and shoot? Like, <sighs> yeah. Just a little too predictable for me. That's the way TV goes. I know. I know. Yeah. So Otis is Kane. That was a cute little bit. Yeah, that was a cute little bit. Funny. Um, what did you think of? Uh, we finally got to hear Jesse's Australian accent. Really funny. It I, was I, funny. It's about time. 
I feel like maybe one second of that was Jesse's actual accent, and then the rest of it was like a fake Australian accent. Yeah, Jesse playing Casey playing an Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for funny. sure. Also, I have to talk about this because I like about died from happiness when I watched it. So there's an NBA reference in this episode, and I like lost my shit <laughs> because if anybody knows me and follows me on Twitter. I'm a really big NBA fan, and I cover the league, and I just really – it just made me happy. Um, So Bria's date's name is Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell is currently a rookie and really should be the rookie of the year in my opinion, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, But, yeah, so he's a current rookie in the NBA. He's, like, basically, like, top two rookies. Like, he's incredible – um, and he's the rookie on Derek's favorite team, which is the Utah Jazz. So the fact that Derek wrote this episode and stuck that in there, just as soon as I heard it too, I mean, they like use the full name and because Gabby asks like, what's his name? And Bria's like, his name's Donovan Mitchell. I was like, oh my God, I know that's the NBA reference. Like <laughs> I knew exactly what it was referencing to. I was like, yes. That's awesome. I love it. I, it made me happy. Happier probably Derek's- than it should have been. What'd you say? I said probably happier than I sh- it should have made me, but it just made me very happy. That's awesome. I love when they sneak little Easter eggs in there for us. Well, it's funny because I was tweeting about it and like I made, you know, I pointed it out immediately and I tweeted Derek about it. And he was like, I'm a fan of the jazz. I was like, I know, like whatever. And then but so, like we got a bunch of people tweeting me and they were like, I didn't realize the jazz was Derek's. I'm like, yeah, Derek talks about it on Twitter if you follow that part. Um, but like nobody would have picked, like you really have to, I feel like, be somewhat of an NBA nerd to like follow that like to That's like cool. have picked that up because it's not even like you said like oh LeBron James or like Steph Curry or what like it's like the Utah Jazz like I mean they're not a big major market team so like I mean Donovan Mitchell's making headlines but like it's just something I feel like you would have to have somewhat paid like paid close attention to the league to like have picked that up and that that's what that was a reference to nice so that That's made awesome. me that was my favorite part that's so cool so we also had let's see can we talk about Please. Bria real quick absolutely because I was really surprised so like the first time when you know Gabby's like oh, Bria's in trouble whatever she called me and I can't get her a hold of her or whatever like I was like because we I really thought it was gonna have something to do with her dad and then her dad shows up and he's like totally fine I was like okay well at least it's not life-threatening like at least no one's injured you know good for them and then I was just, like, very happy. I was like, whew, at least this is girl problems. Like, it's about the prom. Like, yeah, I can handle that shit. Like, I'm good. That's so cute. I thought that was really, really oh cute. Oh, my God. And the end when they get to, you know, they bring the fire truck and they get to go to prom in the fire truck. Like, it's just, oh, I love it. It's so sweet. I'm also I glad just, Bria came back. Yeah, same, same. I love Bria. I love that Bria didn't know who else to talk to about the issue, so she ran to Gabby. Yeah, I love it. It's so sweet. Yeah, and especially, I'm glad Bria came back, especially because, I mean, we talked about it, like, when she left, it was just kind of like, she's such a big part of one episode one week, and then literally the next week it's, like, just reduced to a line and was like, well, okay, they're settled in nicely to their new apartment, and it was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, what happened yeah. to Bria and her dad? But now, like, she came back, so... Her dad's looking really good, like really, really yeah, good. Yeah, and I mean, he, you know, they talk about how, you know, he's got his life together, he got his job back, you know. Yeah. So, it's good. That was nice to see. 
Also about that, okay, so they get in the truck and Stella's like, we're going to get the sirens going. Can they actually do that if it's not an emergency call? I think they've probably done it before. I'm trying to think. I feel like they've definitely done that before. On the show? Yeah. Hmm. But now I'm thinking... I'm thinking issues where, like, I'm thinking when Donna delivers, but, like, Donna's delivering a baby in the back of the truck, so, like, that is more of an emergency. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, nope, that didn't happen. That was police. Never mind. Nope. What were you thinking? I'm thinking at the end of season one, when, in the season one finale, when after Herman gets let out of prison and Cindy's already delivering the baby, he leaves the prison and goes, but that's not in the fire truck. That's in a police car. Oh, man, look at you with the callback knowledge. I don't know. I feel like I feel like though they probably had an incident, incident, incident where it wasn't really an emergency, but they turned the sirens on. If you can think of any, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have been really good about that, by the way. What was it last episode we asked about about like Stella if she was an owner at Molly's? No, it was about no Stella's a no. No, it was about Casey whether Casey's actually fought someone. Oh, yeah, we did. That was it. Not about Stella, no. I feel like we had that question a couple weeks ago, though. They're all blurring together. Um, Yeah, so we had that. The Bria storyline was really sweet. Severide and Bowden got bribed with money. Yeah, I called that one, though. Yeah. That was, like, as soon as as I, like, saw the, like, dad come and whatever, I was like, oh, that's that's how this happens. Like, it's cool to think out. He gave Bodis and Se- Bodis, Bowden and Seb, he gave them $30,000 each. Like, did he just casually have $60,000 lying around? Apparently. That's crazy. And that is a thing. That is a thing in the New York area is, like, envelopes of money. Yeah. But that was weird. Uh, Bowden and his boat. That was sweet. Oh, my God. I need the Severide Casey... Um in fishing scene like stat you notice how when he was talking about getting the boat he didn't even bring up terrence until the end he was the first thing he said he was like me you and casey can go fishing and he was, oh yeah and terrence well i feel like he talked about that like terrence earlier than that but i guess he did talk about seven casey before he brought up terrence oh yeah speaking of so severide repairs boats now hasn't he always oh okay i was thinking about this Remember when Severide, well, okay, well, there's two things I was thinking about. One, what was Severide doing when he goes on his little, like, sabbatical thing after Shade Eyes, and Casey goes and finds him, like, up in a cabin or whatever? I'd have to go back and look. Is he working on a boat or no? Or is he, like, cutting no, he's, wood? he's cutting wood because he, went, he left to become a lumberjack. <laughs> LOL. Okay, but then the second one. So Severide has never mentioned like him repairing boats, but he's definitely made mention or he's definitely mentioned. Okay, remember with Nathan in season two, two. when they build the library, the library thing and they talk about when they're working on it. Severide's, yeah, like my friend down at the boat dock, like, you know, we have a space down there. He said he, we could use it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So like, why else would Severide be hanging out at boat dock? He does shady stuff like what? <laughs> I mean, you asked the question. It's just, I, you know. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. That, those were the first, in terms of, like, where we might have seen Severide's love of boats reference, like, that was the first thing that, like, those are the first two things that popped to mind. Hmm. I, I felt like that was the first time we'd heard it. I was like, oh, really, Severide? How long have you been doing this for? Doesn't surprise me, though. I mean. Like, literally, does not surprise me. Does Severide strike you as, like, a boat fishing on the water kind of guy? Honestly, yeah. Kind of. Never thought about that. Like, yeah, no, he kind of does. Yeah, he, he's, he's, somewhat, he's very much like a person that likes to keep to himself and just kind of, you know... Like, he's just someone who enjoys time with himself and, you know, if he has a day to himself, like, he... Whether he's like takes himself to the movies or whatever, like Severage is very much like he's content with just being with himself, and I feel like fishing for the most part, a lot of times can be that kind of activity. So it doesn't completely hmm. surprise me. Kelly's favorite Avenger, go! Oh shit! <laughs> Deadpool, because he's a total loner. Deadpool's not an Avenger. Shit. Deadpool is not an Avenger. At least I caught that and corrected myself. Um, I'm going to go Captain America or Hawkeye. Okay. I don't really know much about either one of them. I know Hawkeye is Jeremy Renner, and he has a bow and arrow. Yes. Is he like a real solitary type dude? Yeah, and it's just more Hawkeye is, you know... Comes in, does the job, you know, doesn't really have friends. Like, I mean, he has friends, but, like, not really. Um, and, like, it just kind of comes in, does the job, and, you know, whatever. And, like, that's just who he is. And then I think about Steve, I think about Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Chris Evans, a.k.a. my favorite. Um, <laughs> but I think about that just from, like, the leadership point and, like, you know, opinionated, whatever, like, wants to do what's right. And that is said right to me. This is a fun game, even though I know nothing about the Avengers. I, I could have literally said, like, like, Black Mamba, and, like, you would be like, yeah, okay, and... <laughs> there is, is, there, is there an Avenger named Black Mamba? No, Black Mamba is Kobe Bryant's, like, alter ego personality. Black all right, Mamba's all right, I'm... I'm Marvel stupid. There is okay, a Black fine. Widow, which is why I said that. There's which Black is Widow. Scarlett Johansson's character, right? Yes. Ha! I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I didn't say you were stupid. It's funny. But so, yeah, so like, no, but that's why I said that. But yeah, no, there is not a black mom. But I could say something and you would maybe have an idea, maybe not. Let's not test this theory out anytime soon, okay? I could, I, I feel like you're pretty good on the, like, Avengers part, but like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like I could say, like, something and be like, okay? Yeah, I know Dave Batista was a wrestler. Uh, Chris Pratt is Star-Lord. Groot is a tiny little tree. Oh, and there's the squirrel, and the squirrel is... The raccoon. Rocket. Raccoon, shit. That's Rocket, right? Yes. Voiced by Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Yep. Zoe Saldana is in there. I need to get on this and yeah, you educate really myself. Really should. I know. I know. So we also had the Cruz storyline. What are your thoughts on Cruz and his married high school sweetheart lady? It's going to end badly. So badly. This is not good. Not good, Cruz. And Severin even says, he's like, dude, like, no, no, no. 
You know, in all of Severide's sleeping aroundness, has he ever slept with a married woman? No, but Casey did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, but Casey, I don't think Severide did, but Casey definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, we know, like, I mean, we saw the beginnings of it, you know, this Delia person, like, she wastes no time with the physical contact, you know. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she cares about him. I don't think it's also, like, a just she wants to get back at her ex-husband. Like, there's clearly something there between them two. And, like, if circumstances were different, like, this could be a great relationship. But just, you know, the timing yeah. is off. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I mean, you know, at the very end, Cruz is com- contemplating, you know, showing up at Delia's hotel, and it's just like, uh, this is going to be bad. Don't do it, Cruz. Don't that should have been, like, a hard and fast no. But. It should have been, but, you know, Cruz is a man. He has something on his mind, you know. Um, he has something thinking for him, is what you're saying. Yeah, that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of how up in arms Brett got about the whole situation? You know, it's just going to take me back into a Bretonian. Like, I understand, like, I don't think it was all just jealousy. Like, I really think this is someone who can see that what Cruz is doing, like, like we're saying, like, it's bad shit. Like, Cruz shouldn't do it. Like, he's a better person mm-hmm. than this. And so, like, I think part of it is coming from that. I do think, though, part of it's coming from jealousy, and it makes me so angry because I just – I want Bretonio to be – like, if they were going to – if they're going to go there with Brett and Cruz, okay, fine. But, like, resolve the Antonio and Brett thing, like, once and for all so that I'm not still hanging on, a, like, every thread about them. I feel like Brett is a little oblivious to what is at play here. If you want to be BFF with the guy, that's great, but – it's not going to be a mutual BFF ship. He's still hung up on you and you have no idea. Right. I just. He's always going to want more. Right. And I think the thing for me is I don't see a chemistry, like a, like a sexual chemistry, like a, like I've never shipped. I mean, I thought Brett and Ruse were cute when they were a thing, but like now that I look back, I'm like, eh, like, I've always just kind of preferred them as friends. Like, I never really saw chemistry there, and I still right. don't. And right. so the fact that that just keeps, like, hanging and dangling over. And I agree, so you could say that, like, in terms of friendship, like, I do appreciate the Brett and Cruz a little bit more than I appreciate the friendship, because there wasn't ever really one with Brett and Antonio. But right. if we're talking about romance, like, I think it exists so much more between Brett and Antonio. Like, there's just a little bit more of a chemistry, and just everything is hotter with Brett and Antonio mm-hmm. than it ever was with Brett and Cruz. Right. And I think the thing that just makes me more mad, and I could probably appreciate this storyline a little bit more, and I would actually probably think it's a cute storyline in the back and forth and whatever, is if A, Antonio was never in the picture, or B, they just, like I said, either settled it one way or the other with mm-hmm. Antonio. See, and the other thing that I'm not liking about this Brett and Cruz situation now is that because – it's a triangle without being a triangle. It's making Antonio look like he's, like, the bad boy, you know? And he's yeah. not. He's Antonio. Right. And the whole reason it didn't even get solved in the first place is because Brett never told Antonio her feelings. And clearly she's probably, you know, we're all girls. Like, we sit there and think about things and, like, 
you know, I wonder how he would react if I did this and blah, 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 blah. And, like, she's probably in her head 24-7 about Antonio, but, like, you never see it. Right. Like, you don't have a pregnancy scare and then just forget about the guy. Right. Or forget, or act like the pregnancy scare never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, I think that's my problem with, if they want to have a best friendship, that's my problem with it, is that we're always going to know that Cruz is never really going to be satisfied. Yeah. And Brett's going to go along like nothing's ever happening. Right, and he's not going to tell her, even though Otis has told him to tell her, like, ten times. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not gonna. Yep. Nope. So, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Um, Oh, we also had that really funny one liner from Cap when they were talking about. Oh, uh, when Cruz was like, when they write my when they write my memoir or something, she's going to be the one who got away. And Cruz or Cap goes, I don't read biographies. Oh, my God. They really stepped up with like having Cap and Tony be a more present part of the storyline, whether it's just like little one liners here or there. Or, uh, it's just, they've done, it's just so much more noticeable, and it's just so funny every time they say something. So funny. It's just so good. What else did we have in this episode of Fire? Let's see. Okay, now I guess is the time to talk about, though, Casey mentions playing football, like school football. Yes! We did, yeah, okay. And, like, I knew as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, we're talking about that on the podcast. On You can't sneak these little tidbits in and not expect us to have a field day with it. I know. So Casey's sitting in the briefing room or whatever, and he's like, when I played high school football, and then he keeps talking, but the group texts were like, hold the phone. Yeah, we were all literally like, wait, what the fuck? Casey played football? Hold the fucking Didn't phone. we say a couple of weeks ago that Casey doesn't strike us as the sporting type? No. And now that I'm thinking about it, it definitely wouldn't be football. Maybe tennis. I could see that. But not football. No. Hell no. Although, Matt Saracen was never the football type either, and look how that turned out. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's think about this. Because if if we played high school football, it's not like it was like a one-time, like, I'm going on this team to try it out kind of thing. Like, he played football growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. Was he the quarterback? No, he wasn't the quarterback because he told that story about the other two quarterbacks. I know nothing about football. I, I, I literally but, couldn't even tell. I know But nothing. you've seen Friday Night Lights. Yes. I actually wrote, I almost started, restarted it over again just because it's on Hulu now. Was he more of a Landry, you think? I don't know if he was a Landry or a Matt Saracen. He wasn't a Matt Saracen because Matt Saracen turned out to be a quarterback. Right. No, I'm not saying in terms of position. I'm just saying in terms of, like, goofy, like, doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing kind of guy. But I guess it also could have been Landry. It's got to be Landry or Matt Saracen. Or, like, Like a He literally could not be anyone else in that team. Friday Night Lights, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even, and I'm thinking even in the second iteration, like, you can't, nobody in the second iteration either. No. Oh, but if he's Saracen, that makes Gabby Julie Taylor, and everybody knows that Julie Taylor is, like, the worst character on that show. Yeah, she is. Also, I, fire hmm. connection, because Dora Madison was on both of those shows. Oh, correct, you are. Yes, yes, you are correct. Just throwing that out there, so... 
Not Chili crazy. And yeah. Becky. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan before he was Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I'm trying to imagine high school Casey playing football and I just. Can't do it. What kind of kid do you think Casey was in high school? He had to be like the unpopular jock. Okay. Real quick, before I make any opinions about high school Casey, when in the timeline of Casey's life is his dad and his mom? Ooh, I don't think we know that. No, we definitely know that. I don't think we know the timeline. No, but I'm just saying, like, how we definitely know how old Casey was. Like, that was definitely mentioned. Shit. You're asking if this happened when he was in high school. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if this was some, like, because I feel like that would have shaped how I think about high school Casey. So, like, if this was, like, in the middle of high school, then obviously, like, ninth and 10th grade Casey is different than, like, 11th and 12th grade Casey. This happened when Casey was in college, which I don't think, I think it was younger than that. But, like, then obviously that thing's, that's different than how I think about high school Casey. If it happens in middle school, like, you know. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, so if, if we say that it happened when he was in high school, how do you think high school Casey was? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's going to be, if it's post his mom killing his dad, I just feel like he's always, A, I mean, that reputation and that is going to be, like, held over him. You know, just that, like that happened in his family. But also, B then I think about the fact that he's probably closed off a lot. And, like, which is kind of why it surprises me that he was on the football team. Yeah. Because, like, I would have expected him to be a little bit more of a loner. Not completely loner status, but just someone who was quiet and kept himself more oftentimes than not. Yeah, I'm just, I'm still, like, processing the high school football thing because I just don't see it for him. Yeah. It's funny. We should really ask Derek about all of these things. For real, for real. Like, Tell us about Casey's high school years. Yeah. Just, yeah. So funny. What Do we have anything else from the episode of Fire? I, I mean, I mean, obviously the Cruz and Delia stuff isn't completely over. There was no Stellaride, which is interesting. Good. Um, I mean, okay. Now that I'm on, now that I'm on the Stellaride train, I'm like, wait a second, give me more Stellaride, but give right. it to me. I mean, Grissom is just annoying as ever, and I he's we know that, so annoying. Like we know that that's not over yet. So, but no, I think that's. I mean, everything. Oh, hello. Wait, Casey and Dawson saying Casey Dawson telling Casey that she wants to try to have kids. Oh, oh, casual, like, end of the episode giant bombshell. How yes. did we forget that? That didn't make it into the outline. That's how we forgot about it. It's how we forgot about it. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Feelings? Gina? Uh, I still think she's going to hate being pregnant. And how are they going to work that into the, into the show? She's going to hate it. Every episode is going to be her bitching about her belly and how she always has to pee. I mean, I, we've talked about this before. It's going to change the show. Like, I don't see... Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I am all for a Dossie baby. Don't get me wrong. I, like, the night of 404 when, like, the miscarriage episode, I came super close to being like, I quit. That is all. So I definitely, definitely, definitely want them to have kids. I just feel like... 
I, I almost feel like they don't know what that's going to entail, but they do because it's Dossie and they're ready for, like, anything. Right. But with that said, if they want to make season seven, like, the season of the Dossie baby, I'm totally okay with that. But do you think, though, like, do you think it's going to be something that happens in the very beginning of the season that, like, we learn that, like, whether Dossie's pregnant or not? Like, I don't, like, do you think it's going to take, like, half of season seven to get through to that? Like... Like, from pregnancy to baby? No, like, when, like, Gabby becoming pregnant, when do you think that happens? Oh, God, I would hope it's not halfway through season seven. I would hope it's, like, early on in season seven. Yeah. If you have to choose between a Dossie baby and Bretonio being more prominent or being resolved, which do you choose? This is going to be such a hot take. Oh, my God. I I think just because of the fast, like you said, Gabby's going to hate being pregnant, and babies just complicate things so much. And I'm not, like, I like Dossie, and I've said this, but I'm not, like, ultimate, oh, my God, Dossie is my everything. Like, I, that has never been my ship. So, like, I think I'd actually probably pick, I don't know if I'd say Bretonio being more prominent. I just say a Bretonio resolution one way or the other. That's fair. And, but I know that's never going to be the case. And especially because I know Bretonio becoming prominent is never going to happen because it's a crossover ship. Right. Right. I just, I'm, I'm imagining pregnant Gabby and she's just going to have so much energy to burn. I also, I don't, I, I don't know how they're, I mean, I guess Louie was, but Louie also wasn't a baby. Louie was, like, what, four? Toddler. Yeah, like, Louie's a toddler. Like, I can't see them having, somebody on that show having a baby. But on the flip side, this is what was so exciting about when she was pregnant in season four was that, holy crap, how are they going to do this? How I don't see any possible way for them to do this. And that was the exciting part was, like, okay, well, we're going to find out. Then they copped out of it. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. It's another question for Derek to jot down. Derek's not going to answer that. He's not. He's not. He's not going to answer anything about a Dossie baby. If he's like, listening to this right now, he's putting his fingers together and doing like the maniacal laugh. He's like, mwah, mwah. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I think that's about all we've got. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I think that was way more, yeah. Yeah. So we've got a normal schedule this week. We've got got a new med, a new PD, and a new fire. So you will definitely hear from us on Friday, if not sooner. Yeah. Yes. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as always, you know where to find us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It is meet us at Molly's right across the board. Email us, meet us at mollys at gmail.com. Tweet us, DM us, send us anything you want to send us. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. Ashley is at Ashnick095. That's Nick N I C, no K. We talked to her this week. She is wonderful. Yeah, She's and you, still might, around. you might be hearing her sooner rather than later. Yeah. Just a little she might be making a tease. comeback. Yeah, yeah, so maybe sometime this week, maybe, maybe no, next week, maybe sometime soon, though, sometime soon, though. Yes. But yeah, that's about all we've got for tonight. And yeah, everybody have a good week and we will see you on Friday. Bye. <laughs>